When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Hey there, and welcome back to This Song Is Yours. I'm Simon Fink, your host, and I'm thrilled to have you join us for episode 313. Today, we're sitting down with the extremely talented alt-pop songwriter, Daniel Legs. Based in the bustling city, which is known as New York, Daniel's musical journey is an intriguing one. Formerly a concert pianist, he shifted his prowess towards crafting his own enchanting melodies. Daniel's musical style beautifully echoes the traditions of classic pop, reminiscent of the legendary Billy Joel or Elton John. His recent release, the triple A-side single At the End of the World, has garnered attention and appreciation and showcases his knack for creating captivating narratives through music. Not to just stop there, Daniel has also treated his fans to a delightful Christmas EP this month as well. In today's episode, we're honoured to sit down with Daniel to explore his early beginnings in music, his journey as a pianist, and the transition towards writing and composing his own captivating tunes. We'll unravel the inspiration behind his latest single, diving deep into the concept that brought the track to life. And of course, we'll get a sneak peek into Daniel's potential tour plans for next year. This episode promises a delightful immersion into the soul of Daniel Legg's music, and we want to say a massive thank you to Olivia from Atlantic Records for her help with today's episode. Before we delve into this enriching conversation, please ensure you subscribe to This Song Is Yours on your preferred podcast platform, and stay updated on our latest episodes by following us across our social media. All the details are available in the show notes for today's episode. So let's not wait any further. Here is our conversation with Daniel Legs. If a comet strikes tonight And the whole world is on fire At the final stand Would there be a chance? Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Daniel Legs. Daniel, hello. How are you going? Hello. Good, thank you, Sam. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for your time today. I do appreciate it as... um. You and I were talking um, about before we started recording. It is very early where you are, so I appreciate you getting up early for us. <laughs> of course, always. I appreciate you having me. I was just saying, um, I love wake, I, like I love I, whenever I wake up early. I'm like, oh, I have like a good jump start on the day. Mm. Um, but when there's no reason to wake up, it's kind of like, oh, you know, maybe scroll on TikTok a little bit, <laughs> get out of bed, make some coffee, a little bagel. So this get got me up. Look, I've recently come around to the getting up early kind of train. I've found I can really? get like about most of my emails done for the day if I get up an extra hour early, you know, schedule send them and then I feel great. So I, I can very much kind of recognise that. Definitely. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that kind of work what, what time? What time is that, if you don't mind my asking? Not at all. It's usually my alarm is set for 5am. So I usually get up at 5. Okay. Do emails. 5.30 to 6.30 and then um, go to my regular job. 
Okay. Well, that's yeah. That's early. This is not early. This is set, it's seven thirty <laughs> for me. <laughs> Look, still... This is like school. This is like school. But it's still very much appreciated. So thank you so much. Um, I'm, I feel very lucky to be talking to you today because I know that there is quite a bit going on with you actually at the moment. There's a brand new single that came out only recently at the end of the world, which is a triple A, triple A side. Yes. Yeah. I'm super excited about that. that was, um, yeah, at the end of the world, super good song. I think I'm super proud of that one. That was kind of a ballad originally that I kind of just added a beat to and had some fun with. And then we had two other songs, High School Love and 2050, that sounded, for whatever reason, I didn't do it on purpose. They kind of just, like, sounded like a similar world. Um, So we were like, cool, let's release them all together. I think it worked out well. I think they all do work very well together. Um, I kind of love this song. I feel like that you've been continuing to release music throughout the year. I feel that this is just kind of a... I almost want to say like a continuous flow of songs for you. It seems that there's been singles, um, EPs, I think, earlier in the year. Um, I think there was a Christmas EP as well yeah. this month, if I'm, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. You're a busy man. <laughs> I love, I, I have, I have lots more coming too. <laughs> I think it's, it's like been super fun to like release it all in like not too far after I make it. Mm-hmm. So it's fun. It's fun to see like the progression. I think like I still have a long ways to go in terms of the sound I want to create. But I think it's just been fun for me to like look back. Like I was just listening back to my own songs because I try not to listen to them too much. Of you course. know, <laughs> but um, and just seeing like the progression of like the sound. And I think it all makes sense, which is fun. And then the Chris, yeah, the Christmas one. Um, I have a cover on there, Linus and Lucy. Do you remember Charlie Brown Christmas? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the the peanut song, <laughs> which I learned, which is one of the first like real piano songs I ever learned. I remember being at my parents' house on their piano, my grandma's piano that she gave us, and playing that, and like learning that like line for line because it's actually not that easy of a song. And I was like twelve, mm. and then and then I hadn't played it since then, and I was like, huh? so super. That was super fun to make. I'm so curious for um, anyone who's listening to the podcast who is not aware your introduction to music from my understanding and so please correct me if I'm wrong was that you started as like a yeah a piano like a concert pianist um, and that kind of led you into the world of songwriting definitely yeah that was um, my piano teacher Mr. G shout out, <laughs> shout out. he was <laughs> awesome yes um, he uh, he was like a 86 year old man the, the best guy and he would just come over and teach us piano we did a lot of like jazz stuff at first it was all old music um which i think helped a lot too because that was a little more i don't know complicated i feel like like i was always like oh i want to play coldplay i want to play coldplay i want to play edgy i would like get to see music and he'd be like no <laughs> waltz <laughs> but um so then I quit because <laughs> um, I didn't really like it that much. But then I, yeah, I picked it back up. I think I quit when I was like 13, 14 and picked it back up. When I was started songwriting, I started thinking of songs. I was like, oh, you know, maybe I should start playing the piano again. <laughs> so, yeah. But it all, it all came, it all full circle. So, Of course. Do you, um, do you remember, I guess, what that point was that made you think, yeah, I can write my own songs. Like I've got something that I want to say or that, yeah, that I guess drew you back. I think I, I 
don't know exactly, but I do remember. I remember being in high school and like spacing out. I just always space out in class, and then like that's. I started writing songs like in class when we had our laptop because we were able to have our laptops out. Like I was at the turning point where they were like, "All right, yeah, laptops are allowed," and then they were like, "Laptops are necessary," and I was like, "Cool." So then I was just like, I remember writing. I started writing a lot of lyrics. Um, and a lot of them didn't even really make any sense. I just started thinking of things, like phrases almost. And then I would go back to the piano and kind of just, like, try and make a melody over whatever I played. Um, and then over time, it just started to make a little more sense. But, I mean, like, I remember my, one of the first lyrics I came up with was, like, I f- it was, like, the... Yeah. It was, like, the painting... It was like the painting on the wall. Like it was, it was weird. But painting on the wall makes sense. So. <laughs> but I forget what it was. Look, we've um, we've spoken to quite a lot of songwriters on this on this podcast in relation to like their first attempts at songwriting and how it kind of worked. And you would not be alone in having that first or even second okay, song cool. kind of being something that you might look back on now and be like, oh well, I've grown and I've evolved and <laughs> done done more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My first, my first recorded, I didn't remember this. I remember this a couple weeks ago. My mom, I was talking to my mom, and I got grounded in high school. So I, I downloaded Ableton. Mm-hmm. I had, like, the free version. I was grounded for two months because I had a little party at my parents' <laughs> house when they were away. <laughs> and I broke, I broke their lamp. Someone broke their lamp. I didn't. Someone was trying to wear it as a hat. And I, I made a song called The Lamp that was, like, all about... I was like comparing the broken lamp to my heart. <laughs> uh, no one's allowed to hear that, but yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love that. It's it's super interesting only because someone who's getting grounded, someone who's, um, as you kind of said, that you, you took a break from because you weren't interested in it. Um, it's not the kind of music I would expect from a character that you're describing, only because some of these songs are really beautiful piano-driven I want to say like classic pop kind of songs or traditional pop in a yeah. way. Um, do you think that that kind of came from those, um, maybe from those initial lessons, like learning the waltz, not learning Ed Sheeran and Coldplay? Oh, yes. I honestly, yes, yeah. <laughs> definitely. I had never thought of it that way, but 100%. Because I also, I love like the, I don't know, I was just talking to someone the other day. We have a new playlist of like, Billie Holiday, Louis Armstrong, Ella Fitzgerald songs, and how great that is. Elvis, like just the, the like really old school piano or otherwise songs. But and I don't know. I've always loved that, and I think it's because like I did have to learn that. And like Billy Billy Joel was like later. We didn't learn. We moved on to Billy Joel. We did actually. The Stranger. So yeah. I, I think you're, you're, I'm having an epiphany right now. I'm like, huh. <laughs> well, it kind of seems like um, there does seem to be a lot of love, a lot of popularity. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Towards songs that are kind of almost written in a classic songwriting nature, I want to say that your songs, um, I know that obviously in the last, let's say, 12 to 18 months, uh, Stephen Sanchez and uh, Leve, artists who have had success with kind of like your classic songwriting, seems to be coming back. Yeah. Um, which I absolutely love as someone who um, studied music at, you know, in high school and uni and was the only thing I kind of showed up for. Um, it is nice to see that kind awesome. of coming back around. Definitely. 100%. I'm glad. I, like, I, I think so too. That's like always been Elton John. Yeah. I would say like Elton John, Billy Joel are my two favorites. But yeah, I think that like I don't I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just like the nostalgia because I feel like all those songs are so like that. That's like more pure because it was like closer to when <laughs> like music was music wasn't even like recorded until I don't know when you know like it was just like a performative thing. And then now now that it's recorded, you can like oh my god, the world is your oyster when you're on the computer and you're making yourself one hundred percent. So. <laughs> Um, S- simplicity. What, uh, <laughs> in in terms of that, like, what does the usual songwriting method look like for yourself? Like, are you someone who will? Um, I know we've spoken to so many people who have like a notes app that has like so many half written lines or songs or do melodies come first? What's the usual kind of method for yourself? Usually, it's been a melody and then like a couple words here and there. When I'm doing something else, like I'll be like. On the subway, I'm in New York. I'll be on the subway, and I'm like, <laughs> and then that's like that's like the voice memo and notes app, and that's definitely like when I have something that I really like. When I have a song that I end up liking, that's how it starts. But I think like the last like six months, I've been really trying to make a lot more music. So I'll be like in my room or the studio, like, oh, I need it. I need to make a song today. I need to make a song, and then I need to make a song that I think people will like. And then I end up making a song that I don't usually like. <laughs> and I found, like, you, oh, if I'm having trouble writing a song, like, go get a coffee, like, go to the park, like, go do, just go do something to take your mind off it almost mm-hmm. so that it'll just, like, come. It's, um, it's organic. And that's why, I like, that's why I like writing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I'm sure there's, like, a science behind it. But <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. You were about to say it's why you like writing. With other people now. I've started writing more with other people because then it's like a conversation more and it's like it's like a play date you know (laughs) you're just like meeting someone and talking to them and then the song comes from your conversation versus the song coming from like oh I want to make a song right now yeah 100% is there um is there something that you look for in particular with like songwriters or collaborators that you know like you work best with I think like someone take take 
taking like the music seriously, but like, I don't know. Like I'm a goofy guy who like, I, I'll, I'll open up while songwriting immediately. Like I don't care about what people think about like if I'm like, oh yeah, my ex girlfriend <laughs> or something, whatever. Like oh yeah, I get, I'm so socially awkward, which I am. You know what I mean? Like I'll just like. So I think someone who's like super open, like able to take themselves a little less seriously, you know, a little less seriously too, because you know we all we all we're all going through the same stuff. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. I think humor always helps in terms of lightening the mood and also just kind of breaking the ice. So I think I can very much uh, empathize with those. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you able to, I guess, walk us through um, at the end of the world? As I mentioned, it is. The most recent single, can you talk us through what, I guess, inspired that and what, I guess, yeah, what was the, the creation behind that like? Definitely. I I had just been talking to someone about how when you're on the subway, you kind of like, there's something weird about, or a train or a plane when you see someone and you like make eye contact with a stranger that like you're maybe a little interested in. It's like, for whatever reason, when you're traveling, it's just like, magical like it feels like you're in a movie almost it's like oh my god this is it and you see like your whole life together you're like oh my god three kids house like oh (laughs) and like i'm like we were talking about you never end up actually doing anything in that situation like you're kind of it's just you wouldn't ever you know and i think like my thought from at the end of the world was if it if there were a comment like headed right there would i go over and be like hey i'm daniel you know like would it if that were if it were like the apocalypse would i like actually come out of my comfort zone and be able to like talk to people more that i had interest in talking to and the the dance thing came from that was i i was always like in middle school high school even like now if i'm like at a wedding i'm like if i want to dance with someone i'm like do you know the dance? Like, I, I have a hard time asking someone to dance. So I was like, would you... It's just kind of like that line where it drops, I guess, where in the chorus, it's save the, would you save this dance for me if it's our last chance? So it's like, if a comment's coming. That's like me finally being like, I want to dance. I love that, though. I think so, that's yeah. why the song is connecting with people. So thank you very much for sharing that with us, for allowing me to ask. Oh, of course. Thank you. Thank you for asking. No, of course. Um, I would like to know, because I know that I believe we're heading into, we are in November, um, we are heading into the American winter, which for yourselves, I imagine it is, um, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think there's a lot of touring over the end of November or December just due to weather and everything else. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it seems like everything kind of closes down. Takes a little break. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which is nice. In terms of shows in support of this new single, actually, I know that we kind of talked about it right at the top, you have been releasing singles throughout the year. How do you decide when to tour? Because I feel like some bands usually have it behind a big release for yourself. How do you plot out a tour? Or is it just kind of when you want to get shows organised and play shows, you'll kind of, I guess, do that? Definitely. I, I'm personally really new to the like live show scene which has been funny just I, we were talking about it i everything's been online so it's like it's been like really interesting but i just played a show for uh like right november 10th so right after um 
so I've been trying to I'm, I'm like looking for my next gig now but yeah just trying to run around New York and play as many shows as possible but yeah the last one was super fun at the end of the world I will say I'm not like just saying this that was the best we saved that for last because it ended up being the like it played the best mm-hmm. out of out of any of my songs <laughs> it was like it felt like a Queen song almost I don't know why because I had I had Ellie on guitar and he had like the nice like riff at the end I was like you know maybe we should re-record this like it's like in the bedroom pop world you know maybe bring it into like the band world that's incredible how did the rest of the show go it was really it was definitely the most I I walked off I was like that's the most fun I've ever had in my whole entire life because it was just I don't know what it was about it it was so fun I feel like I'm finally starting to get turn like nervousness into excitement Mm -hmm. you know I can oh, look. I can very much appreciate that. Sometimes when you're writing music and it is in a digital space, and then getting up to perform it, it seems like a whole other beast in a way. I think um, so. I can very much appreciate what you just said. Then it, um, is. it might seem like awesome. a bit of a silly question because I know that you are, as you said, you're just kind of still looking at uh, future dates for next year. I might be looking too forward. Us here in Australia, can we maybe expect maybe end of next year? Um, a visit down to Australia in support of uh, some of your music. Yeah, I mean, I I've like I want to travel, so and you're giving me a perfect <laughs> excuse. So yes, I've never been to Australia too, so that would be great. We'll have a chat with the people that put us together today, and we'll try and get some stuff organised. Awesome, I'd be so. Daniel, we would usually ask, I guess, what they're currently listening to. Um, at the moment, is there anything that's kind of on high rotation for yourself? Um, I think that the I've been listening to like Dream a Little Dream of Me by Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong, April in Paris by Billie Holiday, a lot of the older stuff, My Way by Frank Sinatra. Classic, absolute classic. Yeah. Um, how do you consume your music? Are you uh, a combination of like streaming and um, physical? Like the physical medium, I know you, like, you can probably see there are some vinyls behind me. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, how do you consume your music? Are you are, do you, do you like have do you listen to vinyls a lot? Like, I'll do a mostly? combination. I feel like that I like to if I really like something that I stream. Um, I feel like the best way to do it is then to support and, and buy the record as well. That's awesome. That's that's a really good process to have. I have I have I do have vinyls, but they're mostly like older. They're like my parents. So they just keep, slow, like, every Christmas they'll be like, oh, we found more. <laughs> um, which is fun. I like I like listening, obviously. It's, like, the best. But, um, yeah, definitely Spotify, mostly. Um, I think Spotify, I definitely... I get, like, a little obsessive about songs. I think most a lot of people do. Like, when you, like, listen to the... You find, like, two songs, and then you're just, like, kind of, like, cueing against each other for, yeah. like two hours <laughs> so if i go into there's this <laughs> i'm not usually a big fan of house music but i forget the artist it's called money on the dash i just saw it mm-hmm. it's like a new song and it's like really good like this there's something about it the songwriting the melody is like so good and i've been listening to that so i'm just like full disclaimer if i start coming out with like house dance music <laughs> just know that it's me <laughs> But I think that's that's awesome in terms of I know you just said like Ella Fitzgerald and then that as like a bit of like a balancer. They're like it's um yeah. Covering yeah. a lot of ground. It could be yeah. cool. It could be cool. 
Thank uh, you. My absolute pleasure. Um, Daniel, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. I do appreciate it. And uh, congrats on the most recent single, At the End of the World. All the details for uh, people to listen to music will be in today's show notes, but thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.